Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we casually discuss the Animorphs one book at a time. I'm Casey. And I'm Alex. We've done all the books. And now we're diving into the fan fiction. Join us every Tuesday for a new mission. And don't worry, we promise to have you back under the two-hour time limit. Maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Incredible as it may seem, both the observations of science and the evidence of our eyes lead to the inescapable assumption that those strange beings who landed in the Jersey farmlands tonight are the vanguard of an invading army. Hey, Andalite Bandalites, what is up? We are here with this week's fan fiction. And this one is, uh, I need to do a double shout out here. First, of course, is to our Reddit user that recommended this, LinuxGuy64. So thank you so much. Uh, we really freaking enjoyed it. Um, so thank you. Thank you for the recommendation. Thank you for uh, having the the wherewithal to fanboy about this fan fiction because it's totally worth it. This is such a gorgeous, gorgeous, beautiful fan fiction. Okay, now let's talk about the fan fiction itself. So you can find this one on fanfiction.net. The title of it is R exclamation point Animorphs colon The Reckoning by What Would Ender Do? Um, oh, it looks like it might be on fanfiction.net R space Animorphs and then on archive of our own. It's R exclamation point Animorphs. So you can find it on both. Um, but yes, that that is what it is called. Specifically, what we read from that fanfiction is chapter 18, interlude 3. And I cannot recommend that highly enough. Um, the fanfiction itself, of course, is amazing. But, like, this interlude was incredible. Honestly, one of the most gorgeous pieces of work I've ever read. So I highly recommend it. Okay, uh, go, go listen. Shoo, go. Go into the episode now. So this one is The Reckoning. Yeah. But it was chapter 18, interlude 3. Um, Did I send you about that? About Aftran? Yes. Okay, yes. Dude, this one fucked me up. Oh my god! I gasped out loud. I don't think I've ever actually gasped out loud uh-huh. reading a story before. Uh-huh. I was like, what the fuck? I literally... I, so, like, full disclosure, I... um. It took me forever to do these last night. So I was reading this one, I think, like around 2 a.m. last night. Oh, Jesus. And I was sitting alone by myself on the couch. And like, I read the the like twist in the story. And I literally went <gasps> alone on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I know. It's insanity. It is straight up. Straight up insanity. So this is the one that's part of a bigger fanfic that's like oh oh <gasps> thank you i got some oatmeal um yeah so this is the one that's part of a bigger fan fiction wait hold up sorry you just got oatmeal before we read an aftran story is it instant maple <gasps> oatmeal it's not maple ginger but there is cinnamon in it and <laughs> yeah i did not even realize that Oh, God. Wow. Okay. Well, okay. you're getting thematically into it. All right. We're method acting now. <laughs> yeah. No, no. We are me- method for sure. Um, yeah. Sorry. As you were saying, this is part of a much longer fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, did you end up reading any of it? I did not. We were short on time. Okay. We were short on time. Yeah. Um, so this 
one is part of a series and it's lowercase r exclamation point animorphs colon the reckoning by what would ender do and this is like right now it's 78 chapters long like chapters mm-hmm. not pages chapters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um i have read the beginning of it i have not read all of it but uh this is a really cool like reboot of animorphs as if it was like they focus a lot on the science so if you're very much into the science fiction and trying to like format these fantastical things like changing into an animal into something that is like somewhat conceivable through science this is an amazing fic like they redo like some of the character interactions and blah 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 but what really what i took away from it when i first read it which was a while ago to be completely truthful um was like just how much of the science and technology they went into including like they they talk about like morphing as if it's nanobots that like rewrite their cells as they go and that's why it takes time and blah 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 it's very cool um if you are very much into sci-fi this is it but as you will get from this story that doesn't mean the writing suffers at all (laughs) the writing in this was so fucking beautiful i know like the level of skill to oh my god it like i cannot describe this writing it is just it was so stunning it was it was beautiful and like again i know we keep saying this go read it because mm-hmm. <laughs> these are all so good but like this was just like pretty like it was just mm-hmm. pretty to read because mm-hmm. of the language mm-hmm. like it was it was so good i loved it I, a lot of the times, like, I would just steal, like, the wording that they have used and, yeah. like, re- rewrite it shorter. Yeah. Because this is a summary and not a reading. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> yeah, it was so good. And then, like, I had not read what we're about to read. So we read um, an interlude. So basically throughout this story, like, they're recapping the main series and then they have some shorter interludes. So this one was chapter 18, interlude 3. And it's a story about Aftran. And, like, I, the twist at the end of it, mm. I was, like, as I said, I gasped out loud. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yup. Yeah. So, anyways, I would recommend this one. This was, um, let me go ahead and give total credit to um, the person who recommended it to me. Because it was somebody from Reddit who is, like, I have legitimately been asking all of the podcasts to do this. Like, mm-hmm. I keep asking them and you all are being terrible because you don't take me up on it. But um, no, it's it's that's not what they said. They were very kind about it. And I basically just responded like, you know, that like 78 chapters, not short chapters, like chapter chapters. I would be committing another three years of our lives to this fan fiction and they are still publishing so right. we might one day have to face the reality that we would catch up. And like, I'm not ready for that financially, <laughs> emotionally, spiritually, physically. <laughs> I am just not ready. So um, so we instead, they, they recommended that if you're going to read one thing, read this. And that was Linux Guy 64 from the Animorphs Reddit. So thank you. Thank you, Linux Guy 64. Yes. I'm- this was an incredible recommendation. Yeah, I'm very, very happy I read this. Me too. So, should we go through it? I guess. 
Her name was Aftran927, and she finally, finally understood love. She had known about it for weeks, of course, her host being a young girl named Karen who loved many things. She loved her stuffed unicorn, the sound of her father's voice, the last sugary slurp of cereal milk, and there was so much love surrounding her that it almost faded into the background. Yes, Casey, I heard you <laughs> laugh when I said that. Even writing it, I was like, fuck, the cereal milk. <laughs> I was going to let my tiny snicker go unnoticed, but you you picked up on it. <laughs> Even writing it, I was like, oh, fuck. I hate God damn it, Casey. So much. Fucking so- bitch. No, it was, it's not you. It's just, I hate cereal milk so much. It just, it's just gross. If I wanted to drink things with bits in it, I'd just leave my <laughs> beverage out at the barn and drink the bugs that fly into it. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, shit. Sorry. Okay. Back to this gorgeous, amazing story. I'm so sorry that we did that. <laughs> um, okay. So there was so much love surrounding Aftran that it almost faded into the background. She knew of it, but she didn't understand it. Aftran had spent so long as barely a whisper of a personality. Her pool was some backwater, shallow pond without even Gedz's host, so the shared experiences of all of the Yerks had amounted to almost nothing, and she had been forced to infest a dull rock eater as a host. There was barely enough room for her to move around, but then finally she had been granted a human brain, and she had stretched and moved and pushed herself into every nook and cranny, and she really understood. Everything was so vibrant and loud. It was brilliance beyond imagine. So there are so many memories that it was a feast of joy. After three days of indulging, she carried that joy back to the pool, bursting with triumph. On her second journey back into Karen, she had gone in more sober, but consumed just as much, soaking up just as many experiences like a sponge. The only hollow note in the symphony was Karen herself. Karen did not like Aftran, but Karen was small and afraid, and she didn't understand that she was part of something so much larger. So when she cried, it was also this exquisite despair and sublime sadness, and Aftran exulted in the sensations, but she wondered, why? Why was Karen crying? She probed the human soul and reached out to her Yerk brethren. They agreed, more hugs, more contact, that should help. And it did, but it wasn't enough. Karen still wept. Afton tried different things, different cocktails of chemicals and hormones, new exquisite foods, fantastical dreams, but nothing helped. Aftran began experimenting with control. She gave Karen control of an arm, or a leg, for a short time. She let her say sweet dreams to her parents in her own voice before bedtime. And yet the little girl wept. Aftran dug deeper and took in more memories. She compared these memories in the pool, with all of the human collective memories that her brothers and sisters had brought, But she was baffled. She still didn't understand this. Finally, she could stand Karen's sadness no longer. She clamped down on her, forcing her into the deepest, darkest corner recesses of her mind, seizing full and total control, cutting Karen off from light and contact and everything. And for a time, Aftran was blissful again. She danced through life effortlessly, until her impatience waned and her curiosity peaked again. She slowly and cautiously drew the little girl out from where she had been banished, and she handed the reins back to the little girl to see what would happen. Suddenly, she understood. For Aftran, to see see a thing was to possess a thing. 
There were no boundaries between possession and experience. Her whole world was a coalition of experiences. She built on the experiences of thousands. Every one of her brothers and sisters part of a cohesive whole built on fragments of experiences to create one large picture. But when she was Karen, she was a sliver of herself. She had independence and she wanted more. It was what she could not touch that Aftran wanted. Karen's joy at seeing the trees blow in the wind and imagining them dancing, the lump of fabric named after her grandmother's cat, things that were untouchable and cerebral and that Aftran couldn't explain and none of her siblings could comprehend. What concern... Oop, shit, I just went down the page. Whee! What concern had anyone for experiences belonging to no one? It was a meaningless fallacy, not even important enough to be counted as wrong. So Aftran decided to experiment with it. She had to wait for her comrades to be gone, and when they were busy, she pushed Karen into the deepest recesses, cutting off her from every sensation, every thought, everything. This was a secretive mission. She assembled her ingredients and created, using the primitive human hotbox, a small cake. She covered it in sticky sweet icing and decorated it in bright edible sparkles. After Anne cleaned the mess, grabbed a knife, a fork, and a napkin, and took it to Karen's room. She froze the door with a tool she knew the little girl could not manipulate and set down the cake, placing with it a small index card that said, For Karen. Then Aftran vanished. She shrunk into the lonely darkness, leaving the girl alone for a timeless hour. She felt this twisting and pulsing of love emanating from her for Karen, and she decided that she would never look. This would be Karen's time alone, and that unmemory that they had created between them would remain properly unstolen. And that's how they would both know it had been real. Or so Aftran thought, until she slowly groped her way back into control to find out that this little girl had taken the knife and put it through both of her eyes. God. She was blind, weak, and gasping with pain. It took Aftran three tries to undo the lock and call out for her comrades. They took Karen to the hospital and Aftran to the pool. Aftran put herself back with the memory of feelings of love and once among her siblings asked if this was love... What good is it? Aftran asked herself many questions that night while the doctors tried and failed to save Karen's sight. It was decided they would terminate the host. After all, there were plenty more to go around with the current expansion. Eventually, her time came when there was a host and no others were called. Karen swam up to the host and gently reached out to brush her ear. She reached out slowly, agonizingly, and ceased to be one of the many and instead became a singularity reaching for the mind brightly lit before her with memories and wonder and light. Her name was Aftran 928, and she knew absolutely nothing of love. What the fuck? Right? Oh my god. Is it, it's such a fucking hell. Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh my god. Like. Like. Shit. Shit. <sighs> like, when... It's it's like such a slow build, and that mm. feeling like that they talk about, like as Aftran built love for Karen, mm -hmm. and like you get this moment of like Karen is giving her this like you have your freedom. I want to see what you do with it. I can't wait to see what like you know. And she's not gonna look at the memory, but like she can't wait to give her this thing because she loves her, right? And then she comes back, and Karen stabbed her fucking eyes out. It's just it's just like. Oh, man, like the fucking not understanding, like, oh, God, like, it's just like, you don't understand why this little girl is so sad. And 
like you don't realize what mm-hmm. you're doing. Like you don't yeah. realize that you have this plan for her. You know, she's talking about like, oh, Karen's part of something bigger now. And she's like, you know, assisting mm-hmm. me and being my host and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you don't understand though. Like your denial is, or it's not even denial. It's just like complete lack of understanding. And it's just so fucked up. It's, it's so, it's so dark. And this is something that like, I've been kind of talking about a lot recently, but it's that they don't think that they're in the wrong. Yeah. And like that complete, but I'm right about this and belief that you're doing the right thing is so fucked. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fuck. Uh-huh. Fuck. <laughs> oh my god oh please my god. go read that yeah go read that story it's gorgeous oh and it's fucking brutal it's so much it's so much and like because i have read part of that story i haven't read a lot into the chapters where they're exploring the york pool like i read as far as they were still working on like technology with Mm-hmm. Um, the the morph cube and like the andalites they're very much focused on that and they're just kind of finding out about the yurks mm-hmm. but like it is clear how much world building this person has done mm-hmm. like and how much thought they've put into like of course these slugs that like come together as three slugs and then burst into many many more why wouldn't they have kind of like a hive mind almost like almost like a borg thing going on yeah and like it's oh my god it's it's just like fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, this was like, I got a sample at Costco, and it was like one of the most delicious things I've ever tasted. And I kind of want to go read the rest of the fan fiction. <laughs> I have zero time to do so, but like, right? Uh. Well, that's the thing is like because it is so immersive. Like going through, like I think I made it through five chapters, and that probably took me like a couple weeks to get through. Uh huh. Um. Because I'm so busy, but also because it's so dense. But, like, everything I read, it was, like, super interesting. And I really wanted to keep going, but mm-hmm. also I don't have time. Yeah. Oh but this was, like, just an, an incredible recommendation mm-hmm. from this fan fiction. Yeah. So I am so glad that this was recommended to us. Oh, yes. I loved it. And I also, God, like, one of the best things about doing these fan fiction episodes is obviously I love fan fictions that center around the kids, but I also love that people fixate on kind of the side characters or like the characters we didn't get to be in their heads. And they flesh those out. Like, like last time with, with Jean getting in her head and like this time in Aftran and then, um, uh, Aloran is coming up too. And it's just mm-hmm. like, Yes. Thank yeah. you for fleshing these characters out even more. I just I love people's takes on them. Me too. And I, I mean, it's just such a great area to be able to pull from too. Mm-hmm. Because like, yeah, we have the main series focusing on the kids. But like, why not visit what happened? Because what would happen to fucking the abomination after the war? Mm-hmm. And what would happen to like Aftran if this is how it had played out? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Dear God. Dear God. All right. Welcome. Welcome to the end. The end of it all. Just kidding. It's just the end of this episode. There's going to be like another episode next week. And 
beyond that for the entirety of time as we know it. Uh, so anyways, yeah, um, this was incredible. This was an incredible fan fiction. Again, go read it. I can't explain to you in human mouth words how gorgeous this fic is when you read it. Please go do that on fanfiction.net or archive of our own or whatever. Just look it up, read it. What would Ender do is so talented and incredible. Uh, like seriously, just a gorgeous, gorgeous fan fiction. Okay. Um, so if you want to talk to me, uh, I've clearly spilled the beans that I am on Reddit. <laughs> so you can find some of our posts there. We don't actually have our own sub or anything, but we are in the Animorphs subgroup. Uh, but if you want to email me, you can do that at anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com. You can reach out to me on Facebook at Animorphs Anonymous. Join our super secret, super awesome subgroup, the Andalite Bandalites, which is facebook.com slash group slash Animorphs Anonymous. Um, I am just loving uh, how many conversations I'm having with people lately that are about them getting their kids into the series. And I cannot wait for us to destroy another generation of minds with this series. It's gonna be awesome. So thank you all who are doing that. Uh, you can also reach out to me on Instagram at Animorphs Anonymous. You can find me on Twitter at Animorphs Anon. You can find me anywhere, really, like anywhere. Um, but if you want to talk to me specifically in a cool forum that feels kind of like a chat room from the 90s, you can join our Discord. Just reach out to me on any one of those socials and ask for the link and, and I will hook you up. Uh, what if, though, you are tired of talking to people, understandable, and you just want to read an amazing webcomic on your own time? I have a recommendation for you, and it's a big one. It's a comic called Beside You. You can find it at b-s-i-d-e-y-o-u-comic.com, like the B-side. And this makes sense because it's about music and romance in the 90s, and it's amazing, and Slater's in it, and it's great. And you know what? If you have already read it and you're like, man, I love this, great news for you. Casey has a Patreon. You can go find her at KCD Studios on Patreon. And here's why you should sign up. Because this week, we got to see the inside of Alden's apartment. That's right. I'm spoiling for you what kind of perks you can get by telling you this. So don't tell Casey I told you. Uh, Casey does a lot of sneak peeks. You can get pages super early. And it's awesome to see her work through the process of how she does things. It's very cool. Highly recommend it. Go support her. Obviously, just support her because she's amazing. But also so you can get cool sneak peeks. Um, and if you are back to wanting to listen to people talk, then you can hear me talking with friends of the pod, Drew and David, because, uh, you know, for fun, I guess, if you really like hearing me talk, I mean, you've made it this far, you've been listening to me talk for, I don't know, several minutes at this point, at least. Uh, and if you were like, wow, this is great. How do I get more of this? Great news. Go to From Cadmus to Crisis. This is a Superboy podcast. Um, yeah, so if you check that out, I am on there, I do speaking roles, I voice characters, and I know what you're thinking, you're like, I don't know anything about Superboy, that's fine, neither do I. Well, I do now, but I didn't when we started, and we do a ton of podcasts that are like one-off series and like different story arcs, so like we did a Christmas episode that was just the Alpha Centurion, 
that's just a one comic book thing. Like, we just talked about that one. You don't need to know anything else. Uh, right now we're doing Spider-Boy, which is great. That's a two comic run. And they were a year apart. So they're not even really related to each other, even though they do kind of pick up where the other one left off. Kind of, sort of, not really. Um, but yeah, it's great. You can go listen to those episodes. You don't need to be super into the lore or anything. And uh, you can hear us do awesome voices and say terrible, terrible things. So, um, Cabinets to Crisis, check it out. And at this point, I think I have run out of things to say. At least I hope I have. I hope I haven't forgotten anything. I will remember as soon as I stop recording.